You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's installment of the Wicked Case Podcast with me, the Rev Kev. And as always, the Edelman to my Brady. Oh, fitting. Cool Kyle. Yeah. And for those of you who are devoted listeners, it's time to huddle up. Let's see how many puns I can throw in here today. <laughs> oh, boy. And time to huddle up on this year's... Uh, Rev Kev NFL season prediction slash playoffs slash whatever else. Um, and I'll throw my two cents in here and there. Yeah. Um, there will be a very special surprise that nobody knows about except for myself. Actually, Chef knows about it, but. Oh, yeah, that's right. I heard you talking to her. Yeah. So she knows about it and nobody else really knows. Um, oh, but we'll, resting room. we'll get that later. Yeah. Um, but first, I'm going to hand the reins over to Cool Kyle. To give you some unfortunate news that happened over the last week while we were away. Yes, it was very sad. So we have lost three celebrities this week in, well, technically all three were in the wrestling world because one of them, even though they weren't a wrestler. That episode is classic. It's classic. That's classic. So we lost Terry Funk. We lost, sadly, Bray Wyatt and Bob Barker. So Bray Wyatt was, I think, the most shocking one because he was only 36 years old. Yep. Heart attack from complications after having COVID a while back. and He was trying to get better, and it just it came out of nowhere. You know, the Terry Funk ones and, like, the Bob Barker ones when they're older, like, Bob Barker was, like, right at almost at 100, which somebody made a comment of, um, of course, Bob Barker would make sure not to go over. <laughs> go the, over 100. The, the 100 to go over the price, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just got it right, right there. Right in the money, yeah. Right in the money. But, I mean, yeah, like, the the Wyatt one just, like, completely, like, blew my mind. And I know when I messaged you, I didn't know if you knew about it yet, but you were like, what? And I'm like, yeah. You're like, no. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I was like, that. I thought it was, like, a joke at first, like, maybe, like, a storyline. No, I, when I... uh was scrolling around on the Twitter or X now, as everyone would know, but we're just going to refer to it as the Twitter. Um, the one of the wrestling YouTube channels I follow, Cultaholic, it came up as like one of the top things or whatever. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And I read about it, and it was them like uh, <clears throat> quoting or retweeting or whatever what Triple H had already posted about how he talked to Mike Rotunda, who in wrestling canon was irs and all that stuff but that's yeah. bray Wyatt's dad and i'm like oh shit and then obviously more and more credible news outlets came out and i was like oh this is not a fucking joke this is like for real this isn't like jay uso's leaving because he's going to quit wwe yeah this is this is for reals and i'm like damn yeah and that's the tough part is like yet again He's our age. Like, he's right. I'm, I'm only a couple, like, we're both only a couple years off from I mean, him. We're like, both going to be 35 in like three or four months. We're yeah. right there. And yeah. I completely forgot that his, I don't know if he was married, but I know it was like girlfriend or whatever. That's JoJo, who used to be the ring announcer yeah. for WWE. I was like, oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. I was like, shit. 
Yeah. He's got a young family. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, and that's the hardest part is that, like, he's leaving a family behind and, you know, I mean, you can't help it, you know, death comes in crazy ways, but it's just sad to hear because... He had his whole life ahead of him, and he had better creative stories. And right, well, and obviously, like everyone, you know, is hurt by this. I get that in the wrestling world. It's they said that there was four or five wrestlers that went and went to go get the the Wyatt tattoo with the like the buzzard, like the the Firefly or whatever. Yeah, the, like the one he has. Yeah, they all got it tattooed somewhere. I know. Um, they said I think who was it? It was Braun Strowman. It was Shotzi. It was like a couple production people, and then I want to say maybe Bailey or somebody got one too. But they all got one. Oh wow! But think about like uh, Eric Rowan. Like Eric Rowan was at the tribute show on Friday. He's lost both of his other Wyatt brothers. I mean, obviously Bronze there too, but the main core of the Wyatts were the first three. The first three, yeah. And now two of them are gone within like two years or three years. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's amazing. That's unbelievable. Like I can't. Oh my goodness! And both it's... of them were young too. Yeah, I know. And that... both of them had some type of complication from being sick, and I'm just like, what? The yeah. Fuck? Well, that's the crazy part too. Is like, you know, you look at it, and the, the eerie part is, is like, it's like almost like this group is cursed. I know. You know. Well, I don't know if you caught any of the tribute show or any of the highlights. It was really well done. Yeah. With yeah. Everything. My thought was, which would have been amazing, but I know they weren't going to do it. When they were doing the 10 bell salute at the beginning of the show, I felt like they should have just had all the lights down and for the 10 bell salute, just all the fireflies just for 10 seconds, just going. I know at some point, oh, yeah. I know later in the show they did do that. And the promo, the LA night cut was fantastic. That, that was fantastic. Cause it was, he did a look cause he's the last guy that Wyatt fought at yeah. that, uh, Mountain Dew pitch black match at Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's true. It's, that's the last match that Wade Bray Wyatt ever had. Yeah. A, weird gimmicky match but you know what it wasn't a half bad match no it wasn't it wasn't and obviously wwe is now trying to expand on their you know advertising but we're not here to talk about wwe yeah so yeah yeah, again it's it's tragic about what happened with bray it's tragic what happened with all of them actually i mean terry funk obviously texas fed and texas bread um one of the probably biggest hardcore icons of all time i mean I mean, the first two people that I would think of when I think hardcore would be Mick Foley and would be Terry Funk. Oh, yeah, definitely. Terry Funk helped put ECW on his back in the early years of ECW because there's a lot of older aging wrestlers, as you know, that don't want to give up their quote-unquote spot. Yeah. Terry Funk was willing to kind of move aside, but also at the same time help the younger kids because the business keeps going. Once you go, it doesn't stop. Once Terry Funk retires, the, the business doesn't stop there. No. It just keeps going and going and going. And that's why you see some, you know, former WWE wrestlers or whatever that are in the performance center who are trainers to help the next generation keep the thing going. So yeah. that one, <coughs> pardon me, that one didn't surprise me as much. Obviously, the Wyatt one is the sh- most shocking of the three. And then, of course, legendary Price is Right announcer or uh, host, I should say, um, not announcer, host. Uh, Bob Barker. I mean, yeah, I mean that's really sad too because that's childhood right there. Right, that's I mean a lot of people's childhood. It's that, and it goes back a long, long way. I mean, there is not a person. I mean, maybe if you're from like out of this country, like because obviously we have people that listen like all over the world. Yeah, but predominantly, I would say in the United States, if you're listening to this show, 
You cannot tell me there was not a day that you took off from elementary school or middle school or whatever when you were sick for the day and you were laying there with your soup and your ginger ale and you had prices right on. Don't oh. even tell me you didn't. You were curled up on the couch. You were watching prices right. You were doing the actual. You were doing the whole the whole shtick. Oh, Everyone's yeah. done it at least once. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing with Price is Right. Like, you know, it's the same way with, like, Wheel of Fortune at night, you know? Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. And Jeop- Jeopardy, too, yeah. It's like you, they're just iconic shows that were always part of our childhood. Oh, of course. You know? And, a lot, yet again, a lot of people's childhood. Yeah. So with Bob Barker passing away, like, that's uh, it's sad. It's very sad. No, it is. And obviously, like, you know, it's... Everybody kind of knew that it was it was happening. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, it it was going to be within a realm. I mean, you, you you don't go too far past a hundred. I mean, maybe hundred and one, hundred and two if you're lucky. But yeah, Bob Barker going to be ninety nine, doing what he did. Obviously, the famous cameo in Happy Gilmore, where oh, he has yeah. the the fight with Adam Sandler. Yeah, and it's you know very iconic, very iconic. So, and then of course his guest host episode that we had briefly talked about earlier. <clears throat> With uh, WWE, where they were doing the prices right, and Chris Jericho and him got into it or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take you over my knee. One, yeah. he said he's one. He this is the, no, that wasn't my that wasn't my bid. That wasn't my bid. <laughs> Very sad to be here, Babaka. <laughs> Fucking Santino. Oh yeah. So I'm. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. I yeah, mean, just rest in peace. Yeah, to all rest three. in peace to all three of those. And um, yeah, yeah, but um. I will also I will switch gears quickly because I'm gonna talk about my beasting. That shit. You're gonna talk about your beasting on this episode? Yeah, might as well. Go ahead. I got stung by a bee yesterday. I was mowing the grass and I felt something kick up and hit my leg. At least I thought it was something that kicked up and hit my leg. And I was like, shit out and I looked down and I just saw like twenty five or thirty bees just swarming my feet and I'm like Oh shit! And I just booked it out of there, and I uh, luckily only got away with one sting. But dude, it was crazy. By last week, by yesterday, he also means last week. Oh yeah, last by the time this episode comes out, it'll be last Sunday's. So yeah, when you were listening to last Sunday's episode, whatever time that was, and maybe at one point Kyle was being stung as you were listening to the episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I'm okay. I I am not allergic to bees, thank God. So that that was my story. I just wanted to tell it quickly. Just fuck get it bees. out there. Yeah, fuck bees. Fuck bees. Like I I understand what their necessity is is like to pollinate and shit like that, but fuck bees. Well, my thing was is I thought they like had hives and trees. Why the fuck you building shit in the ground now? How am I supposed to know that? Yeah. Like, what are you it, like? What are you like a groundhog now? Like what am I supposed to do about that? Yeah, keep that shit to the trees, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm listen. I'm trying to mow here. Right. I'm trying can, to do a job. I can understand the expectation of like, oh, I'm going to be an idiot and take a big fucking stick and whack a beehive. Yeah. Then I expect <laughs> yeah. to be stung. I'm over here just trying to do my thing and mow, and these bees are just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I'll tell you another quick story that the legend could probably tell you too. He was telling me last night because when I got stung, I was talking with him, and he told me that when he was a kid, um, him. And his uncle, my uncle Jeff and Lou and somebody else were in a car riding around and they, uncle Jeff saw a big, one of those big giant white faced hornet's nests in a tree and took a slingshot, pulled it back real hard and hit the, hit the freaking nest. He said they couldn't back then 
they had the manual windows and he said you you could see the bees just flying out of there coming they knew who did it he said that we would roll those up real real quickly and just as they got it all the way to the top ping 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 all the white face horns start pinging off the car <laughs> could you imagine though if he they couldn't get it in time oh <laughs> i don't like white face hornets you know what you do like some NFL stuff. I do. So let's get into this because we're, uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah we're gonna we're gonna roll through this real real quick rapid fire style. All right. So we're gonna start on the NFC. We're gonna we're gonna leave the AFC for last because we're gonna leave the AFC East because obviously with us both being Pats fans, let's just talk about we'll talk about that very last just before we end the show or at least this segment. Um. Yeah. So in the NFC, so we're gonna start in the West and work our way up. So in the NFC West. I have the San Francisco 49ers winning the division at 13 and 4. Um they have a pretty solid team. They've got uh Brock Purdy if he can get back to just being I would say a above average quarterback. He doesn't need to be elite, but if he can be above average with the team the, can do the rest. He's got Brandon Ayuk, he's got Debo Samuel, he's got George Kittle, he's got Christian McCaffrey. They've got a solid defense. Um I don't see any reason for why they can't yeah, run the table, at least in the NFC. The NFC is not as strong as it has been in years past. It's kind of a wide-open league. The AFC has kind of taken over the run of, quote-unquote, dominant teams in the division or the conference. Um, also, before we get farther into this, I haven't exactly done all of my research when it comes to all of the teams. So if I'm just quickly glossing over things, I apologize. I will say not that I'm trying to deter people from our show. There are other shows that probably go way more in depth. So this yeah. is more of just kind of a fun predictions thing. Yeah, it's about entertainment. Than anything, it's all about entertainment. Right. So I'm sorry if I don't go, you know, deep dive into your team. Obviously, the Pats will get a little bit more love because of the bias. But uh, I mean, I'm not. Don't expect me to like come out and say like the Patriots are going to like, you know, win the Super Bowl because that's. I'm trying to I'm <laughs> trying to I'm, be realistic. I'm trying to be realist. And also, too, I need to point this out. Um, Colin helped me with this list. So thanks, Colin. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Colin. For uh, helping me with this list because you don't want to think that a team's gonna be too good or a team that's gonna be too bad. So we were trying to find like just just the right thing where you're like, if it was one or two wins the other way, it's not inconceivable. It's not like you're like three or four wins off or something. Yeah. So that being said, so you got the Niners at thirteen and four. Right behind them though. In the uh, NFC West is the Seattle Seahawks, twelve and five. They had a good year last year. There's no reason for why they can't improve on it this year. I agree. So, um, the Rams at eight and nine. I have them in third place. Uh, I read yesterday something about that Matthew Stafford can't seem to get on the same page with some of his younger like receivers or offensive players and stuff. Yeah. And that there's kind of like a little bit of a disconnect. So I don't know if that'll translate on the field as far as like it could. Um, yeah, as communication goes. So I guess we'll have to wait and see how that goes. And then rounding out the bottom of the division at three and fourteen, the Cardinals mm. they're kind of a mess right now. Kyler's too busy worried about when modern warfare video games are gonna come out and <laughs> not in the in actually being played and it's just yeah yeah so moving to the uh nfc south hold on a minute it's not exactly in order and i apologize for that uh we have the falcons i mean colin and i decided even though he is a falcons fan 
We both decided that at eight and nine, the Falcons are going to win the NFC South. This is probably the oh, wow. this is probably the one division where I'm just kind of throwing my hands up and I just go, I, I, I don't know, I don't, <laughs> I really don't like. I mean, the quarterbacks in this in this conference or this division are Desmond Ritter's in Atlanta. I know Derek Carr is in New Orleans. Uh, Baker Mayfield's the starter for Tampa, and who the hell did the Panthers just get? Bryce Young, I think. In the draft, yeah, Bryce Young. So, it's it's it's, it's wide a crap open. Shoot. It's really a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah, there could there's a good chance, depending on how things go, that there could be, like I said, there could be a below 500 team who makes the playoffs, gets a home playoff game because of the division win, and then the five seed, whoever that's going to be, could just go in and just be like, ah, bye, that was cute. <laughs> yeah, see you later, bye. Um. So yeah, we have the Falcons at eight and nine, but we also have the Saints at eight and nine. But the Falcons win based off of division record. Oh, at, wow, okay. uh, four and two. Um, Panthers at uh, as I said. Well, actually, let's, let's quickly talk about the Saints here for a second. Um, with Derek Carr there, Alvin Kamara, it's a pretty strong group. I believe I saw that they also have one of the easier schedules in the league, so that should kind of play to help them out just a bit. Mm. But always, you know, quarterbacks dependent. No matter who they are. There's always a, a question about how they're going to do in their new environment. I mean, obviously, yeah. Brady obviously did well with the Bucks, but he also kind of got a, a pretty good team right off the bat. There was already good receivers. He brought other people in that he knew and trusted, so it yeah. wasn't hard for him to kind of like you know adapt to that. And I mean, I, the the jury's out, and we'll get more about this. But the jury's out on Aaron Rodgers, what he's going to do with the Jets this year. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot. The thing that I had a problem with this, with doing this, is there's so so many variables. Oh yeah, that can happen in football, like that you just you can't account for. So you're just kind of hoping for the best. And obviously, those who listened to the show last year, during the, around the time of when we were doing our um, our journey or road to Arizona for the Super Bowl last year, I got everything right, and I came within one point of getting the right score. So yeah. I'm not saying that I'm always right, but um, so yeah, I have Falcons and Saints both at eight and nine. But the Falcons, like I said, get it just be a soap division win. Seven and ten, I have the Carolina Panthers. Okay, I don't honestly know if they'll be that good. They might be a little bit lower, but that's where I guess Colin and I judge them because we basically went through like all the teams and re- like rechecked the things and went through all the games about do they think they'll be this team? Because like oh, I've said it before, every NFL season. There's going to be a game that you should win that you're going to lose, and there's going to be a game that you should lose that you'll win. You know, like there's, there's like I said, there's just so many variables. You just, you just never know. Yeah. Um, rounding out the bottom of the NFC South is the six and eleven Bucks. I think they're going to take a giant step back. Obviously, Baker's okay. He's not amazing. He's okay, but yeah. And honestly. Those two bottom teams could flip flop, and the Panthers could be six and eleven, and the Bucks could be seven and ten. So, okay, um, going up to the NFC North at eleven and six, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, uh, Justin Jefferson, probably the best receiver in the league right now, or at least one of the best. Yeah, it's going to come down to can Kirk Cousins make the big plays in the prime time in the big moment games because that's mm. kind of been his Achilles' heel is he can throw for. Four touchdowns and 350 yards with no interceptions in a one o'clock or game or something. But then on prime time, he throws for like 225 and 
like one one touchdown, like four interceptions. So mm. you got to turn it on when the lights are big, and that's obviously that's the making of trying to become a champion. So yeah. Um, but the Vikings now that Green Bay really isn't there anymore with Aaron Rodgers, it's pretty much Minnesota's division to pretty much take run rough shot on. But again, you never know because there's this other team that could be a dark horse this year that you can't sleep on. And that's the team that I have making the playoffs at 10 and seven, the Detroit lions, Mm. a team that everybody kind of, you know, there's, there's kind of like, you know, the lions are okay. And it could be because they've been so bad for so long. But they had a good chance last year to make the playoffs. There was just some unfortunate games that just didn't go their way. And I think there was like five or six games that they lost by like one, like I think seven or fewer points last year, if not less. So they easily could have turned their season around. And again, now with Green Bay not in the division, you'd like to think that at some point you got to take a step in the other, at the right direction to, you know. Turn your team around. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, if you're a Lions fan, because of how miserable things have been, I mean, they're one of only two teams, I believe, that had a winless season. I think the the Browns did it as well. But with with Detroit, I mean, if you can make the playoffs, even if you don't win a playoff game, you're in the right direction. We've made the playoffs. Now next year's step is we win a playoff game. And then you just kind of keep building from there. Yeah. So... Or you shoot like a rocket and go straight to winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, again, it, it's not inconceivable. You never know. Yeah. But I think there are better teams that are still ahead of them. Yeah. Where they're kind of just like, they're like, they're waiting. They're like, they're there, but they're not at like the, the next tier up. Yeah. They have maybe another couple of years or so to figure that out. Um, the Bears at 7 and 10. I'm not sold just yet on Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a good player. I will give him that, even though I am a Michigan guy talking so highly about an Ohio State quarterback. <laughs> but history has shown in the NFL that Ohio State quarterbacks don't usually flourish in the NFL. Mm. And there's, I mean, you could go through a list of players that you're just kind of like, yeah, he was great in college, but then he sucked in the NFL. So, yes, you were going to say something? Or were you no. just taking a breath? Oh, I was okay. taking a breath. Uh, at the bottom, <laughs> at the bottom of the division, and this might be unfair, and I apologize if anyone's upset with this, but again, these are all just for fun. We have the Packers. Colin and I decided the Packers are going to finish last at three and fourteen. Oh wow! Jordan Love might be better than three and fourteen, and if he is, that's great. I'm obviously just kind of lowballing this because I don't, I don't expect the Packers to make the playoffs. They could if they get their their shit together, but I just. Yeah. Honestly, if if we're going to jump over to the fantasy realm for two seconds, the only person I'm kind of looking at maybe is like A.J. Dillon, and that's it. I'm not really looking at anything else for the Green Bay Packers. It's It could be some, some tough times in Packerville, so. Yeah. Oh, this is a text message. Oh, okay. Humming over there. Uh, <laughs> to round out the NFC side of things. This is specifically because I have already made a pre-prediction to the prediction about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I have them winning the division at 11-6. and six. I think they be- the NFC East and the AFC East each play each other. That's going to be a lot of tough games between both of those teams, all, all those eight uh, teams. I can't talk today. Wow. It's okay. It's because I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Drink some liquid death. You're good. Liquid Death, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. It's delicious mountain water, though. And I'm going to drink some Poland Springs. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Delicious water, though. (laughs) Um, 
I have the Cowboys at 11 and 6. I think that their schedule is just a tinge easier, just a little bit easier than the Eagles. I have the Eagles going 10 and 7. The Eagles could be better than that. The Eagles could go 13 and what the hell would it be now? 13 and 4? Yeah, 13. That extra game throws me off now. Jesus. There's an extra game? Well, because for the longest time it was only uh, 17 weeks. So the teams would finish 13 and 3, 11 and 5, 10 and 6. And I'm so used to doing that. Now that there's an extra week added, now there's 17 games they play instead of 16. So now my brain has oh. to re. My brain has to be like, oh, wait, there's 17 games, so 13 you have to add. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I have them strictly just because of this pre-prediction that I'm doing. I do think Philadelphia will do better, but just because of the pre-prediction, I have them at 10 and 7. I have the Giants at 8 and 9. I think they're going to take a step back from making the playoffs last year. I think a lot of teams in the NFC got better. And then, excuse me, rounding out the division, I have the 4 and 13 for now, call the commanders could soon be changed again now that they have new ownership. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm yes. just, I'm just going to throw this out there to all the listeners. If you don't hear me talking very much, it's because I don't know a lot of football compared to my companion here. So I actually don't know a lot about football. Like I've gotten into it in the recent years and like, you know, obviously I cheer the Patriots, um, but I don't know a lot about football. So well, if you don't hear me making predictions or not or putting my two cents in, it's because I don't know. You know, well, you know, like the bigger names, like if I yeah. threw out like names, you'd know who I was talking Like if I said Justin Jefferson yeah. or Christian McCaffrey or something, yeah. you know that. I know but. the big, big names. Yeah. But if you're like, hey, this new up and comer quarterback, I'd be like, uh-huh. do you know who Terry McLaurin is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I do I do know that name. Scary Terry. Yes. The place for Washington. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, what does that basically mean for the the landscape of the uh NFC and how um seeding goes? So, I have the 49ers as the 1 seed, Minnesota would be your 2 seed, Dallas would be your 3, Atlanta your 4, uh Seattle your 5, Detroit your 6, and Philadelphia the 7 seed. Um, we'll get back to all that again, and I'll re re up that. Jumping over to the AFC side of things, the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. We'll start with them first. I lowballed them severely last year, mm. and I was like, "Not this year." Not going to make that mistake again. Not again. I was like, "Oh, they don't have Tyreek Hill. They're going to be a little bit down." Nope, nope. They just the <laughs> the, the, the red machine just kept on a moving. <laughs> 13 and 4 I have them going. I have them at 13 and 4. Um they they're just going to again, the machine just going to keep on moving as long as Mahomes is there. They ain't got nothing to worry about. Uh they'll they're they're one of those teams where they're so well coached by Andy Reid, they can just kind of bring in any players and make it work. Yeah. Uh right behind them, 12 and 5, the LA Chargers, who obviously are kind of just like I always feel like they play little brother to the Rams because the Rams obviously are the, I won't say the bigger name, but they've had more success than the Chargers have. But I think the Chargers this year make some noise and go, hey, we're here. Like, don't, don't forget about us. Don't don't consider us like little brother. Like, we're on an even playing field. And obviously the Rams have Super Bowls and stuff and the Chargers don't. But I think the Chargers have only been to one in their history anyway and they didn't, they got their asses kicked when they played. <laughs> but, Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. They've got good weapons around him. Austin Eckler, of course, an elite uh, running back in in real life and in fantasy land. Mm-hmm. So, it just uh, their biggest problem has always been health. 
Yeah. Keenan Allen can't seem to stay healthy, and Keenan Allen's one of their big weapons. And when you lose one of your big weapons, your team will struggle. Yeah, because I had Keenan Allen, I think, in my fantasy league last year, didn't I? You might have. I, yeah, I, I was struggling with him because he kept uh, getting hurt. And it's one of those things where you're like, I want to let you go, but I know that as soon as I do, you're going to come back, you're going to be healthy, and then you're going to just fucking terrorize me when I play you. <laughs> like, oh, that would have been nice to have 40 fantasy points on my team. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Keenan. Yeah. Um, Rounding out the AFC West, I have two teams tied for last place. I have the 6-11 and Vegas Raiders and the 6-11 and Denver Broncos. I don't think Broncos country is going to be able to ride. Russell Wilson seems like he's a little bit cooked now and not in a good way. Uh, bringing in Sean Payton, I don't think it's going to make a ton of difference. It might improve maybe by like a win or two, but I don't see them going very much farther than that. With Jimmy G in uh, Vegas, I the Raiders just kind of seem kind of meh to me. Meh. Um, going to the AFC South now, 11-6. and six, I have Jacksonville winning their second consecutive AFC South title. Jacksonville is a young team on the up and up. They're coached by... Uh, I believe Doug Peterson, unless things have changed. And I'm pretty sure it's Doug Peterson. They've got good young talent. They're in going in the right direction. They should be a team to deal with for the next handful of years. Right behind them, the 10-7 and 7 Titans. I don't know if they'll be 10-7. and 7. They should be. <laughs> they're pretty. They're not a bad team. They have Derrick Henry. They just added um, DeAndre Hopkins. Brian Tannehill's, again, Ryan Tannehill is kind of like a Kirk Cousins where he's a serviceable quarterback and he needs to be just a little bit above average to be, you know, up there. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I really wish my words were coming out more helpfully. They're not. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Um, at the bottom of the division, 3-14 and 14 for both Houston and for Indianapolis. Indy's got a new quarterback. They're in shambles right now. They... They don't. Jonathan Taylor, their main running back, is like I don't even know if I want to play here anymore. And there's speculation wow. that he might leave. He might get. I, who, who? Nobody knows. Nobody. It's never good when you have a player saying I don't want to be here anymore. Right. Right. And Houston just Houston's just kind of been Houston for since like JJ Watt left. Mm. And Sean Watson. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Watson, we're going to move to his division now. This new division, the AFC North, leading the charge in the AFC North. 13 and 4 Bengals. No reason to see why they shouldn't be. Yeah. Joe Burrow, Jabar Chase. I'm sorry, I almost got that down the. I'm eating up <laughs> food in between and it almost went down the wrong windpipe. So. Dad, don't do that. No. I don't want to have to do the Heimlich maneuver on you. Well, I've already passed out once. I mean, or blacked out. So. <laughs> yeah, we can't have you blacking out twice on the show, Kev. Come on now. It's entertainment, my boy. <laughs> you just all of a sudden you just hear like the 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 mics rustling, and I'm like, oh breathe, shit, Kev, oh shit, breathe. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you could hold that over my head forever, though. Be like, remember that time in the show where I saved your life? Here, let me play the clip back for you. <laughs> that reminds me of um, the Pink Panther when he's going in with the good air, out with the bad. In with the good air, out with the bad. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna have to do to you. No, you're not. Maybe later. I will Hopefully. give you the breath of life. Jesus. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Um, so 13 and 4 Bengals should be fine. Um, right behind them, 10 and 7, Baltimore Ravens. Lamar's got his contract now. Everybody should be happy. They have the best kicker in the league. You'd be surprised that more games are won by kickers than you'd think. Yeah. I don't remember quite what the number was off the top of my head. 
but it's a pretty significant amount. Yeah, kickers are very important. They don't realize a lot of people. Well, yeah, I mean, now that the the extra points are farther back than they used to be, because they used to be like right there, like right at the goal line, and they yeah. were just like a very rare was it for a kicker to miss an extra point once upon a time. Now that it's kicked farther back, yeah, that adds an element of interest. So yeah, um, ten and seven, I have the Ravens going nine and eight. I have Pittsburgh going. Kenny Pickett's not a bad quarterback. Um, you got Pickens as the receiver. Pittsburgh is one of those teams where they haven't had a below 500 season, I think, in Mike Tomlin's like entire career of being the Steelers um, coach. And he's been coaching for, I want to say it's, oh, Christ, it's been like 15 years. Oh, wow. So in 15 years, they've even when they were like not a great team, they've always had a winning season, or at least they were 500. Yeah. So I have them at 9 and 8. And then at 8 and 9, I have the Browns. I don't think the Browns... They'll be okay with Deshaun Watson. They do have good players. And, I mean, obviously this whole division could flip out. This is one of the more competitive divisions, I think. Um, But, yeah, just just unfortunately based off of, you know, how records and how schedules go, the Browns are in last, and I'm sorry. Yeah. And, of course, that leads us to our division as Patriots fans, the AFC East, which obviously, as most people know, for 20 years was basically just, you know, a preseason warm-up for the playoffs for the New England Patriots because the other three teams for a long time were garbage. They were all garbage. You could look at the schedule. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to say this as like a cocky Patriots fan, but and people know that this that team times these three other teams were so bad, the Patriots could just add six wins to their record right off the bat. We're gonna sweep the division, six games right there. So now you already have a six and oh start before you even play the rest of the league, which if you look back at the 20 years, a lot of times the Patriots went 14 and 2, 15 and 1, 13 and 3, 12 and 4. 13 and 3 and 12 and 4 was usually their sweet spot. Obviously, they had their one run in 07 where they went undefeated in the regular season, not all the way. And then they eventually lost to the Giants, of course. But we're not here to talk about past stuff. We're here to talk about the future. <laughs> and right now, we have leading the charge again in the AFC East, the 13 and 4 Buffalo Bills. You could say that, as we talked about last week, that there could be a Madden curse on Josh Allen because of the fact that he's on the cover of Madden this year. That is That remains to be seen. Um, Buffalo is the team that I've kind of taken a chance on the last few years because at some point, you have to get over the hump. You can't be winning the AFC East because after a while, fans are going to be like, okay, you've won the AFC East like five years in a row now or whatever it'll be. Who knows? Could we maybe win like an important playoff game? Like, I I know the Bills were bad for a long time, but winning the AFC East and then just being okay with not okay, but just winning a divisional round game to get to the AFC Championship game and then consecutively losing AFC Championship games is not what Bills fans want. They want to go to the Super Bowl. They want to win the Super Bowl, as most teams do. They're one of <laughs> only a handful of teams now left in the league that have not won a Super Bowl. Oh wow! I mean. I think there's maybe, off the top of my head, uh, 10, 10 teams, I think, that haven't won it, 10 or 12, maybe. Oh, wow. Let me count here. Hold That's on. actually a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah, so there's so Buffalo's won. Chargers haven't won a Super Bowl. Um, Bengals have not won a Super Bowl. Browns have not won a Super Bowl, so that's four. Cardinals have not. That's five. Lions have not. That's six. Vikings have not. That's seven. Um, let's see. Who else am I missing here? 
the South. Uh, Jacksonville's eight, Houston's nine, Atlanta's ten. Yeah, ten. Ten. Wow. Ten. I don't think I'm missing anybody, so it should be ten. Oh, Panthers too. Sorry, eleven. Eleven. Sorry. Okay. So it's eleven. So I was in the realm of teams. So yeah. But um, yeah. I think if Buffalo's going to turn a corner, it has to be. It has to be in the next couple years. Yeah. It has to be. You have all this good talent around you. They just snagged Damian Harris from the Patriots in the offseason. They've still got Stephon Diggs. Everybody thought that it was going to be their year last year because we're going to play for DeMar. We're going to win for DeMar Hamlin. He's back this year, DeMar Hamlin. He is healthy. He should be playing. But, you know. It's crazy there was, how, like that freak accident happened. Right. There was obvious, There was a lot of noise in the offseason about how Stephon Diggs was unhappy and that he wanted to leave Buffalo. And he was like, no, I don't want to leave Buffalo. Who the fuck told you that? <laughs> so... Yeah. We'll see. Uh, right behind them, at 9 and 8, I have the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins could be better. They could be worse. The Dolphins' season, I feel like, all depends on the health of Tua Tagovailoa. He's had multiple concussions. Uh, and at some point now, with the way that the NFL treats concussions, they have to, you know, watch out for the player and not let the player kind of just, like, do his own thing. Yeah, and isn't it usually after in a game where if you have a concussion or you're out of the game or something like that? If you have a concussion, it's the same thing with the NHL. If you have a concussion, you have to go into the blue tent or the dark room or whatever you got to go to to make sure that you're good to go. Because if you're not good to go and then something else happens to you, then whoever's letting you back out there is liable for that. And nobody ever wants to be sued or nobody ever wants the blame put on them. Yeah. So you got to be careful with him. He's still a younger guy. If Tua can stay healthy all year, I don't see why the Dolphins couldn't win 10-plus games. Yeah. They're a good team. They have Jalen Waddell. They have Tyreek Hill, probably one of the better receiver duos in the league. And Tua can fling the ball deep, and all he really needs to do is just let Hill go from there. Hill and Waddell. They can, you know, yeah. how many times do you see highlights of, you know, Tua throwing, like, these 40, 50-yard passes that were running to, like, touchdowns or something? So, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I have the Dolphins right now at 9 and 8. Right behind them, also at 9 and 8, I have the Jets. I don't know what to think of the Jets. They have Dalvin Cook. They have Aaron Rodgers, formerly division rivals, now teammates. Uh, Aaron brought, I believe, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb from Green Bay to the Jets. So he's got pieces around him so that he that he's familiar with. So I honestly don't know what is going to happen with the Jets. They seem like every year they talk about how they're a team that's like for real. But I just, I don't know. Yeah, that, there's too many variables. I've, I've heard it. I've heard it too many times, Kyle. Every time I do it. When I was doing the predictions or whatever, I had to automatically give the Patriots two wins against the Jets. And I didn't want to do it just because, I did it just because I haven't seen the Jets beat the Patriots in forever. And until they do, and that's what I had to justify to Colin, I said, I have to give them the victories. I haven't seen the Jets beat the Patriots. Yeah, The Dolphins have beaten us. Tua hasn't lost against the Patriots. And Belichick's usually pretty good against young uh, rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Or younger quarterbacks. You're fine. It just it just flipped. It's fine. I didn't know if it was trying to go to like a screensaver or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. And then obviously Buffalo's handled us pretty well. So and yeah. we have people that are Buffalo fans that would tell you that. True. So that means... If those three teams are set, and I didn't say the Patriots, yes, unfortunately, I do have the Patriots in last place Oh, in the AFC East at 8-9, and nine, which I think is fair. I think the Patriots' ceiling could be 10 wins. Their floor is 7 wins. 
and they're in the realm of eight and nine or nine and eight. Okay. You never know. Things could be better. The Patriots have got now Mac Jones for, his, I believe, his third year now. Yeah. He's got an offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien who's had success in Foxborough before with Brady. Um, it's not going to be Matt Patricia. It's going to be an actual, like, legit offensive coordinator who knows how to call offensive plays. Yeah. And won't just do three, you know, three short runs to the right and a screen pass on fourth down and just be like, oops, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, you could have yeah. had a monkey call better plays than what they were calling last year. They've got <laughs> new faces in the in the mix now. Uh, Mike Kosicki comes from Miami over to Foxborough now. So you've got Kosicki and Hunter Henry as a one-two combo. Belichick loves his tight ends. Hopefully that, that, that'll work out. Um, they've brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, who was playing with Kansas City last year. I would have liked to get DeAndre Hopkins, but it's all right. They brought in Ezekiel Elliott from the Cowboys. That's Elliott's playing behind up. side. With Ramondre Stevenson and Stevenson and Elliott is not, not a bad one-two punch. Yeah, um, they just traded for a couple of offensive linemen, a couple more offensive linemen because that's one of their weaknesses right now, and they're and they're trying to get it better. Yeah, um, they've got a pretty solid defense from what it looks like. Well, that was oh, sorry to cut ahead, you off, hey, but that was something that I noticed in a lot of games last year is that the, the, the nobody could stop the the like it was like people were just sacking Mac. Left yeah. and right, and well, Mac was just running around in the pocket. Mac also needs to take off his cement shoes and put it on his boogie shoes and move around and make <laughs> no move yeah. around and make plays. You can't just stand there like a statue and expect it. If you're going to stand there like a statue, you need to have a clock in your head. One, two, out. It needs to be out. That was what Brady and Rodgers are so great at. Mm. They get the ball out in like no time. Yeah, and worst comes to worst, if you can't make it to a player, throw it out. Like don't don't get we'll sacked. Get, and- we'll get out of the pocket, obviously, so you don't take the intentional grounding penalty. Yeah. But try to make a play. I mean, obviously, don't try to keep a play going for too long. But a lot of the a lot of the Patriots' issues last year too were just simple mistakes that they made that they shouldn't be making. That is very uncharacteristic of them. Yeah. So and that's what they have to tighten up. Yeah. It it did hurt me indeed to put them at eight and nine. But Colin and I <laughs> both thought it was fair. I think it's reasonable. It's too. reasonable. I am trying to be reasonable. I'm not going to be like, oh, they're going to go fifteen or whatever, fifteen and two, <laughs> or two or three or whatever. Like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, I respect it. So that means now that we go back here, <clears throat> the AFC uh, one through six or one through seven, I should say, Buffalo is your one seed. Kansas City is your two seed. <clears throat> Cincinnati's your three. Jacksonville is your four. The Chargers are your five. The Titans are the sixth seed, and the seventh seed is the uh, Ravens. So here's how the playoffs are going to shake out. This is what I'm. This is my predictions right here. I won't give you scores or anything like that. Uh, we'll start at the AFC this time, though. So in the 4-5 matchup, I have the Chargers going into Jacksonville to defeat the Jaguars to move on to the next round. Kansas City as the two playing the seven-seed Ravens. I have Kansas City just based on the fact that it's in Kansas City and they're going to be a tough out anytime they're in Kansas City. The three-seed Bengals and the six-seed Titans, I have the Bengals moving on. Setting up for round two. Uh, one and five-seed, I have Buffalo versus the Chargers. I think the Chargers coming into a cold, hostile Buffalo environment with them as the home team. I think Buffalo will take it. They go to the AFC Championship game. If they're going to be the one seed and they have a chance to do it, this is their year to do it. Especially if you can avoid Kansas City or Cincinnati in that second round. Because that's what's been their problem is meeting Kansas City or Cincinnati in the second round. Because now you're just kind of like, fuck. Yeah. That being said, Kansas City and Cincinnati, I've seen them do it before. I think Cincinnati will go once again into Kansas City and knock them off. Setting up an AFC Championship game in Buffalo between the Bills and the Bengals, and I don't 
know why I'm doing this to myself. <laughs> but I think Buffalo finally makes that jump and finally gets over the proverbial hump to get themselves to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1993. I mean, it's respectable the way they played last year. You know, it's They're a good team. They've got good pieces around them. You can only squander so many opportunities. If you can avoid the Chiefs, and hell, if you could avoid the Bengals, and that's the way you get in, that's the way you get in. Yeah. You don't ask questions. If you somehow got, you know, if you're a Bills fan and you somehow got the Chargers and the Ravens or the Chargers and the Titans, fuck it. I don't care. I'm in the Super Bowl. That's all I care about. I play who I play. Can't be like, oh, well, you didn't take the tough road. You didn't have to play the hard teams. By the way, I believe Buffalo plays both of these teams in the regular season. So, yeah. There's there's no, you know, gimme in the AFC. There's there all these teams are very well rounded and yeah. I was hard to decide who was going to make it. I mean, I had, you know, Tennessee and Baltimore right there and Miami, the Jets and Pittsburgh and all these other teams that are right in that little clump, the Patriots. All these teams in a clump that are a game or two just missing the playoffs. That's yeah. how tight it's going to be. Yeah. That is how tight it's going to be. Then it'll drop off, but that big chunk there from like 7 to like 11 is going to be yeah. Yeah. Um, on the AFC, on the NFC side, uh, the one seed Niners obviously get the bye because they're the only bye week team. The two seed Vikings and the seven seed Eagles. I have Philadelphia going into Minnesota and defeating them because Kirk Cousins is not prime time yet. <laughs> uh, the three seed Cowboys and the six seed Lions. Here is my pre pre prediction that I made with a coworker of mine who is a Cowboys fan, and might I go on record to say the most obnoxious person to deal with on the face of the earth. Somebody that is so just kind of like stubborn as a mule with his heels dug into the ground. And I've dealt with some obnoxious people in my time. Trust me, between CVS <laughs> and between where I'm at now. This guy is in a realm of his own. Oh, wait, I don't get the, the title of most obnoxious person in your life? No. <laughs> no. Wow. When you blatantly try to tell me that I think that it's an opinion and not a fact that there's only that there's six states in New England, that when, when you go to Rhode Island or Massachusetts that they're not New England states— Yes, they are. And he goes, well, why are they called the New England Patriots if they play in Boston? They don't play in Boston. They play in Foxborough, which is a suburb that's in Massachusetts, which is in New England. <laughs> then he tried to tell me the other day that there's five seasons. He thinks that fall and autumn are different seasons. Fall and autumn are not different seasons. He said autumn is a short season. I said, no, it's not. Fall and autumn are the same thing. It's just whatever term you want to use. Yeah. There's spring, summer. And winter, and then you can either use fall, or if you want to be fancy, you can use autumn. Most yeah. people, though, go with fall. Yeah, because that's just spring, summer, fall, winter. Right. I don't know where the fifth one comes in. <laughs> there are other He's ones. just making up seasons. He, like... he told me to look on a calendar. I said, a calendar's going to tell you that you're an idiot. What are you talking about? <laughs> but anywho, listen. I told him that these Cowboys were going to win the division, but then I also told him they were going to get beat by the Lions, and that's what I have put. The six-seed Lions go into Dallas and defeat the Cowboys to move on to the second round, the divisional round. Uh, the four-seed Falcons, I do have them falling at home. They had a below 500 record to a much better, or I think better coached or well-rounded team, I should say, in the uh, Seattle Seahawks. So your second round in the AFC and the NFC is the one seed 49ers and the seven seed Eagles, a rematch of last year's NFC championship game, which obviously did not go San Francisco's way because they lost two of their, their first two quarterbacks and had a third string in. That don't help nobody. This time they turn it around though. They get the dub. They knock off the defending NFC East, the NFC champions in the um, Eagles to go to the NFC championship game again. 
the Seattle Seahawks as the five seed with a home game now, knock off the Lions. The Lions had, you know, they got their one game. Everybody's happy, at least for this year. So I have uh, San Francisco and Seattle in the NFC Championship game, and Seattle's just not there, and San Francisco sneaks in. Well, actually, I shouldn't say sneaks in. They they do decisively win. <laughs> so I have the two one seeds, which probably won't happen, but I have San Francisco against Buffalo in the Super Bowl with the winner being, drum roll please, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. If they get past Kansas City and they get past uh, Cincinnati or whoever they have to get past and they get to the Super Bowl, I think they're going to be like, all right, this might be the only time we have to do this. It'd be a hell of a game. Buffalo's high-flying offense against San Francisco's defense. You can't go wrong. Okay. You can't go wrong at all. So those are my it. those are my predictions. And honestly, I think everything, uh, you know, like I said, I don't know. I, I'm learning a lot about football as I go along. But everything you said sounded reasonable. And I feel like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean. I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah. It's a matter we'll of time. Wait and see. Okay. So now that that's out of the way, <laughs> here's the uh, big uh, surprise. What you got going on over there? Oh, Grandma texted me. Oh, well, why don't you have your sound off? That's very unprofessional of you. I do. Oh, well, how come things are coming through the grapevine then, my guy? That's all right. Oh, that's We're going to... No, 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 no. We're going to need your phone anyway. Oh, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, for those listening on the air right now, and for those of you who want entertainment, and for those of you, the one person who has a, um, a Patreon, this is for you. By the way, first off, too... Drop your predictions and who you think is going to win if you want to in the comments, please. If you don't want to, that's fine, too. But let us know. Reach out to us. We'll give you the socials after. Yeah. So, first off, shout out to my buddy Nate at work who has now given me an opportunity for me to do this year's One Chip Challenge live on the show right freaking now. Oh. Right now. We're going to have you film me. We're going to post this to the Patreon. It's going to be live on the show for all of you right now to listen to me suffer. Okay. Well, all right then. This year's one chip challenge is half Carolina Reaper and half Naga Viper Pepper. Let me tell you this. There's snakes on here all over oh. the place. I don't like snakes. People know this about me. Break it like a tiny, tiny piece oh, off of me. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to give you... Tiny piece. You don't. I don't want you. I don't want both of us to be suffering. Listen, listen. Tiny piece. You're tiny. gonna suffer. I don't want you to suffer. Listen, tiny piece. Not not like like you gave me last time, like a corner, like tiny. Just to, give me a sliver, just enough so I can get the taste in my mouth. You're alrighty. I, I listen, if we're gonna suffer, we might as well suffer together. Yeah. Well, I came prepared with shit. I can't speak for you. I, I'm. This is my house. Yeah. Well, I don't. If you're videotaping me suffering, it's kind of hard for them to be for you to videotape me when you're going. Oh my god, that's so hot! That's so hot! I'll, I'll listen. I'll compose myself. No, I don't think you will. I, I'll try to. Compose I have myself. come prepared with not one, but two Nesquicks because chocolate ah. helps the world of hurt, and it is a milkish taste. I also have a Sprite just in case, ah. and I've also brought chocolate pretzels because I'm making sure that I'm mentally prepared for this this year. Okay. All right. So, face the Reaper. Any last words? Rules for the challenge. <laughs> Read what? <laughs> you got to you got to say all the like after you eat it, you got to say all the stuff to send us out. <laughs> I just want to see you try to say it all. That's fine. Um read the warning 
on the back. So the warning says, keep out of reach of children intended for adult consumption. Do not eat if you are sensitive to spicy foods, allergic to peppers, nightshades, or capsaicin, or are pregnant or have any medical conditions. After touching the chip, wash with your wash your hands with soap and do not touch your eyes or other sensitive areas. Seek medical assistance should you experience difficulty breathing, fainting, or extended nausea. Now, I will tell you this. I did last year's chip. It was half, um, I believe it was half ghost pepper, half Carolina Reaper. Yeah. I didn't, I had an issue with it as far as it being like super, super spicy. However, I did not have any of the other medical side, side effects. Yeah. I got through it. It took like five or 10 minutes. And that's why I'm kind of cutting this towards the Oops. tail end of the show. <laughs> um, eat the entire chip. You wait as long as possible before you drink or eat anything. You can post your reaction on social media with hashtag one chip online and mention at Pocky Chips. The one chip challenge for this year, you versus the Reaper. What to expect? Made with Carolina Reaper pepper and Naga Viper pepper. This vicious chip was created for the vengeful pleasure of heat and intense heat and pain. You will expect a swift strike to the mouth, senses recoil, Viper hyper hypnosis, abdomen attack, and a serpent spiral. And if you are... Recording, Ooh. Kyle. I will show you the inside of this right here. Oh, that's pretty. Here's the <laughs> inside of the... By the way, this chip came in like a tombstone. So, you know, this just to let you know that this is no, this <laughs> this is is no, no joke. joke. This is not meant for, for children. Yeah. Um, Consume at your own risk. Here's the potential I slayed. Slay. Now, I will say that um, how long can you last before you spiral out, eating or drinking anything for the relief? If you go one minute, you're harmless. If you go 10 minutes, you're a slitherer. If you go 30 minutes, you're venomous. And if you go one hour, you've now become an apex predator. I don't expect me to go one hour. (laughs) You're not Randy Orton. No, no. Here's my goal. If I can get through five minutes, five minutes without going for milk or pretzel or a donut or water or whatever here. Yeah. I I will consider myself happy. Again, look at look at his assortment. It's so pretty. I have donuts over here too. I'm I'm not fucking around this year. I'm not. Um, you know, hold on. Let me let me get let me get comfortable here for a sec cuz this is going to be a journey. It is going to be a journey. Oh, I I told you. I I told Kyle that I had a special surprise and he didn't know. Oh, you're going to let me watch my own mortality? Oh, oh that's that's fucked up, dude. <laughs> it, no, no, I won't do that. I won't I won't make you do that. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, you know what? Do we have any? Why does it like extend your head? That's weird. It, it, it like extended your head. I would be lying if I didn't say that my stomach already hurts just thinking about having to do this. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. That. We don't have any gloves in the room, do we? Uh, gloves, no. Sorry for all the camera work, by the way. It's horrible right now. It's okay. You can always edit it and post. Uh, we'll see about that. Oh, there she blows. There she blows. Yeah, that'll be good. This is for you people. This is for you people. This is this is for you people. This is your entertainment. Hold on. There's your little tiny ass fucking baby piece. <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave my left hand in my pocket for right now. Actually, you know what? Give me one second because yeah. I'm going to go wash my hands quickly. Actually, well, no, it doesn't really matter because I have to still put the chip in my mouth. I'm not, I don't even think I'm going to eat a piece. I just see the dust on my hands, and I'm already nervous. <laughs> Bro, if you don't eat that little ass piece when I have like this whole ass chip to eat, 
Oh, Jesus. You asked for it. Do you not want it? If you don't want it, I'll just do the whole thing. I'm going to take a little nibble. I won't eat the whole piece. I just well, want how about this? Why don't you wait till after I eat? No, I- no, I'm going to do it with you. we got to have the pain together. We pain together. Like a retin link? Yeah. But I will I will say I will I, I, I don't even like snakes, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna just channel my inner link right now. You can do it, Serpent King. You can do it, Serpent King. Oh my god, I hate this right now. All right. <laughs> All right. I gotta get ready because I'm I feel like I'm gonna flail after about a thirty seconds and I'm gonna be like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. And I will be flailing too, even though I haven't ate as much as you. I will bro, be getting the capsaicin bro, in my mouth. You have you have like one like one and one six like a 64th of what I have. Yeah, but see, that can doesn't you, matter. You, it's just no, about no, the capsaicin. No, no, no. Can you show the camera, please, like the little tiny chip that you have and then this big hunk of shit that I'm going to fucking do? Yeah, but it's capsaicin. It's still going to burn. You just have more capsaicin. Oh, my God. All right, hold on a minute. Oh, Jesus. No, we're fine. We're fine. Oh boy. All right, ready? I'm ready. Countdown, folks. In three, two, two one. one. Bone apple teeth. Oh my God. I didn't set a timer either. I'll keep an eye on it. Uh oh. <laughs> you can't have any of my shit, by the way. Uh oh. Dude, that was just a tiny bit. Oh, Oh, backdraft. And that's why I couldn't do the whole thing. I'm not going to last very long. I can't. That is brutal. Can't, I can't, I can't. I can't. I'm out. I'm out. Dude, that's hot. Oh, here's some tissues. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take one, one of them. Oh my god. And I just took a tiny bite out of that freaking thing. Jesus. And sorry for the hiccuping. Oh shit. Go with the sprite, man. Oh my god. It's a citrus, man. Uh, uh, it's so hot. 
Oh, fuck. If you need to tap out, there's a bucket here. I'm out. Here's a bucket here if you need it. Oh, I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Oh. Breathe the things off. <laughs> there's this. All right, ladies and gentlemen. My mouth is on fire. This is the Wicked Case Podcast. My friend Rev Kev is vomiting in the bathroom. Thank you for listening. We hope our pain is your pleasure. We are streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn. And he would say Deezer. Hold on one sec. I gotta take a drink of water. It's hot. I took a fucking sliver. He took, like, the whole thing. That shit is hot. <sighs> Deezer. And wherever you get all major podcasts, well, YouTube, or audio only at the moment. Phone number 774-764-9074. Oh, my God. Email thewickedks at gmail.com. Oh, my God. I don't even know. Yeah, uh, the the wicked chaos at gmail.com. I'm just getting pretzels. Don't mind me. Oh, he's grabbing pretzels. He's in love, y'all. <laughs> oh, I haven't even read the whole thing off yet. That's fine. That's all right. Uh, he's grabbing pretzels, but he's probably vomiting. Uh, oh, shit. I just rubbed my freaking eye. All right. I think that's not the one with capsaicin on, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, the socials. Facebook. Instagram, the Twitter, at the Wicked KF. We're sorry for this being a crazy show. I did not think that he was going to do that. I thought he had something fun, not something painful. But I, like I said, I was going to do it with him regardless of whether he did it alone or not. I wasn't going to let him go through the pain alone. <laughs> Oh, it's juicy. That's juicy. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Whew. All right, so I'm going to say, before I continue reading off any of this other stuff, the worst part about the pain, and they say this, anybody I've watched do these things, the worst part about the pain is the fact that it just keeps increasing. And no matter how much you drink, like you drink water, milk, it just doesn't stop. It just does not stop. It just builds and builds and builds. <sighs> ah, okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's burning. Um. Okay. So, just keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that. We're going to try to do a Saturday sports show, Sunday entertainment show. We're we're trying to get a little bit more into, oh my God, every time I talk it burns. Um, We're trying to get into a routine of like being able to get you those shows. It's just tough. I work 40 hours. I'm all over the place. He works 40 hours. He's all over the place. So it's been a little tough. But we're going to continue to try to keep bringing you content. Oh, my God. Um, 
Remember, they both drop at noon on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. Oh, he's back. He's actually back. Dude, I'm struggling through this shit here. Why? Because I'm burning too. I, I may not... I may not have taken as much as you, but I'm burning. Wow. Yeah, ma. Ke- Kevin just did the one chip challenge. The the extremely spicy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that is hot. That is hot. It's milk. hot. I'm coming. <laughs> My mom's going to give him some milk. It's, I mean, it's brutal. It's, it's. Think about like somebody taking a bunch of little tiny knives and just sticking it in your face hole. It burns, it's agonizing, and it doesn't stop for like, I mean, 15, 20 minutes sometimes. Uh, The last time I did it, it didn't stop for about like 10 minutes, I would say, but I only did a tiny, same same thing as this. I took a little bit, took a small bite. It's, I, I will not do the whole thing. I cannot. I cannot put that whole thing in my mouth pause and uh and do that because it's just the the flaming hotness of it now granted we can handle spicy i like a little spice i like a little uh you know i bought some um ghost pepper uh tropical shits uh at the fair the other day um went went to the brooklyn fair it was um, you know I, I, i i don't mind a little heat can I do that? Would I be able to do a whole chip of that? No, 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 no. I would not be able to do it. So while he is getting milk, um, I'm going to sign off for both of us because we're struggling. Um, sign up for the, oh yeah, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the wicked KS. I'm going to post that video of him eating it. He was, he was struggling it it didn't last too long, but you could see tears streaming down his eyes, and then he just bolted out the door and probably went into the bathroom and vomited. It was hot. It was hot, and I respect him for doing it because I would not be able to do it. Anyways, um, go on to Patreon, uh, forward slash the KS, $3 a month, see him eat the one chip challenge. I'll, I might put a little teaser on the YouTube channel just to... Show you him taking a quick bite out of it. And then, you know, go on Patreon. Check it out. <sighs> and with that note, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Wicked Case Podcast. I'm Cool Kyle. My host, my co-host, Rev Kev, is downstairs dying. <sighs> Peace and love, y'all. Let's get wicked. Wicked pisser. I can't believe you done that.